many people in the Eastern Market District, having the 21st century come knocking on your door might come with the risk of losing the building that door is attached to. Welcome to Anthropocene Today, where we'll be talking about Detroit's impending dystopia. Hi, I'm Hannah Grail, and today I'm here with Ashley Morris and Rebecca Booth to discuss another prevalent feature in the Anthropocene, gentrification. Gentrification is a modernizing process that gradually changes the structure and function of neighborhoods and cities through new construction efforts, retail developments, and more. Gentrification can be described as a phenomenon often recognized in hindsight. It is a looming reminder of the inevitable with the escalating intrusion of modern life in a market district whose history stretches back two centuries. Today, we'll look at how two developers, Develop Detroit and Sanford Nelson, plan to shape housing and retail space in the Eastern Market District of Detroit for years to come. Their actions might end up changing the market forever. To understand how these changes are affecting the district and why they're so significant, let's start from the beginning of the market itself. As Hannah stated, understanding the history is key. Dating back to the 1840s, the Eastern Market has shown itself to be a dynamic and ever-growing district over the years, welcoming about 40,000 visitors per day on busy Saturdays. Eastern Market started off as a small group of farmers markets that eventually migrated to one central location in 1891. This localization of markets marked the first definitive foundation of the market after the relocation of farmers from their original space in Cadillac Square. Development in Eastern Market eventually grew stagnant as time went on, but people came and went, many of them staying and solidifying themselves and their families as Eastern Market staples. Family-owned restaurants and buildings are passed on through generations, much like the Devries and Co. Cheese Shop on Market Street. Shops like these have been repurposed and reused in a relatively confined cycle, but that may all soon change with the drastic turnover of many lots in the marketplace. Project for Public Spaces, a nonprofit organization dedicated to helping communities sustain critical public spaces, did a case study on the historic Eastern Market. William Grappentine's article also describes the market as an oasis that is rapidly changing, and all signs point to this being true. With plenty of land left after demolition, the future of the market may be one that rises from the literal dust and ashes of the buildings. The future is coming, but at what cost? To get a first-hand look at the current situation, we took a trip to the historic Eastern Market and saw for ourselves some of the visible markings of this recent wave of change. Go ahead and take it from here, Becca. You got it, Ashley. Let's start at the beginning. We trickled into the market before I'd fully woken up, and most of the stalls and shops were not even completely set up. Our group stood huddled together in the parking lot, sleep-deprived and marginally caffeinated. The frigid morning air nipped at our cheeks as we picked through the selection of bagels and the affordable Panera bread in the back of our professor's car. Soon after, we migrated toward the visitor center to meet our tour guide, Maria Yucriti, a member of Preservation Detroit. It was only 8 o'clock, but the market slowly began to buzz with life, and it was so easy to be absorbed by the atmosphere of the place. Naturally, our tour guide showed us the sheds where most of the produce-based activity was carried out. But I was surprised to find out the district incorporates more than just that part of the market. As we walked further from the sheds, we began to notice the older brick buildings that once held prominent roles in the Eastern Market. They had been transformed into lofts and art houses. We passed breweries, cold storage buildings, lofts, and butcher shops, and each revealed little Easter eggs fists of character and history standing out in the form of engravings and tile work mosaics. 
traveling outward on the fringes of the shops and sheds, we saw these buildings begin to thin out, replaced by empty lots that were blanketed with overgrown weeds. Multicolored bottle fragments were scattered around like murals that had decided to take the day off. Half-renovated, hollowed-out buildings stood across the way, almost as if they'd been relegated to the sidelines, acting as bench warmers in the game the new developers seemed to be playing with the district. The buildings themselves had something to say on the matter, or rather, their murals did. Do you want to elaborate on this, Hannah? Absolutely. When we continued down the street Becca mentioned, we noticed a two-part mural that stood out on one of these buildings. The first was of a faucet with coins shooting out of it, and the second of a water tower embellished with a dollar sign. Your quiddy, our tour guide, pointed them out to us and explained that they were anti-gentrification murals, a genre of art that was prevalent in the district. These particular ones were created to oppose the money being poured into buying out tenants and renovation of historic structures by a recent developer. His name is Sanford Nelson. Currently, an article called Recapping All the Newest Enclosures in Eastern Market So Far by Detroit Curve gives details on several shops that have been closed down after being purchased by Nelson. These buildings currently include places like Cultivation Station, Farmer's Restaurant, and Russell Street Deli. Establishments like the Farmer's Restaurant, a family-owned business that was a staple of the community for several decades, went out of business once Nelson began purchasing surrounding buildings. When Nelson first began buying up spaces, his tenants faced rent increases that went as high as 150%. These rent increases led to an exodus of residents and successfully drove people out of his lots. Nelson responded to the backlash of criticism that followed and claimed that he was only human and had made an honest mistake. Yet, the tenants he drove out are human too. The owners claimed it was time for them to retire, but it makes you wonder how much of that decision was influenced by the clearing out of other tenants. That's one of the questions the district needs to consider, Ashley. Unfortunately, Nelson isn't the only one who's been swooping into the district these past few years. Among the smaller-scale gentrification efforts, a major plan was proposed by an organization called Develop Detroit to transform tens of thousands of square feet along Gratchet, Russell, Maple, and Rivard into retail spaces and parking structures. Candace Williams, a reporter with the Detroit News, describes Develop Detroit as looking to combine social missions and private investments in her article, Eastern Market Looks the Future with One Eye on Past. In another one of Williams' articles, Detroit's Eastern Market looks to keep identity as developments sprout up, she states that Develop Detroit says they are dedicated to maintaining the character of the neighborhood, but a digital rendering of their plan shows their claim to be no more than an empty promise. In a set of renderings displayed in a Detroit News article on the new developments, we are given just a glimpse into what sort of plans this organization has for the real estate. The images show what one can only describe as a dystopian plaza, surrounded by buildings with interesting geometric structuring, an abundance of white material, vibrantly colored embellishments, and many, many ridiculously large panes of glass. It looks more like the CGI cities you see in futuristic films and George Orwell's nightmares. There isn't a single trace of the buildings we saw when we first got our boots on the ground that morning in the market. The brick-and-mortar businesses and warehouses that were such familiar sites, the literal backbones of the market, are non-existent in these renderings. How can Develop Detroit insist they're maintaining the character of the market when their plans are to make it so unrecognizable? 
This goes far beyond the lot turnovers, renovations, and restorations of the individual developers. It sounds to me like their plan is to destroy the very thing they claim to be protecting. According to Williams' article, Eastern Market Looks the Future with One Eye on Past, Develop Detroit has $70 million fueling their investments, so it doesn't look like there's any stopping them. There's nothing left to maintain once you've leveled the buildings and raised the ground. I agree. There's no way of preserving the market when the plan is to completely alter its appearance. The concept photo of Develop Detroit's plans shown in Williams' article was so striking that we actually emailed the organization to ask how they intended to maintain the character of the market. But unfortunately, they didn't respond. So we turned to our tour guide, Urquidy, and asked her what her thoughts were about Develop Detroit in an email interview. According to Urquidy, this article is already out of date in terms of more recent proposals, despite being less than a year old. Projects like this, Urquidy explained, are generated to create fanfare and build up the hype for new developments, but they are very commonly but they very commonly become reconfigured or simply fade away into the background. The article's mention of one of the people involved in the project, city planner Maurice Cox, was also clarified by Urquidy when she informed us that he has actually accepted a job offer in Chicago and is no longer impacting these decisions in the market. In her opinion, the housing boom is going to decline while retail and restaurant buildings will increase. There are some people in the market, however, who hold an opposing viewpoint. So in the words of your critty, we'll see. It almost makes you want to sigh with relief, but we still might be holding our breath. Just like Becca suggested, not everyone agrees that there is no risk of gentrification. Developed Detroit's threat seems to be passing but Sanford Nelson's efforts have been slightly more subtle than the futuristic market utopia, and they haven't been without their effects. The district may not be at risk for major housing developments or drastic large-scale renovations, but things are still changing, and there's just no stopping it. This has been Anthropocene Today, with your hosts, Ashley Morris, Rebecca Booth, and me, Hannah Grail. Thank you so much for listening, and whatever your views are on the modernization and gentrification of the market, by the developers Sanford Nelson and Develop Detroit, we hope you still took something away from all of this. If you're ever in the Eastern Market, it might do some good to take a nice long look around at all the history and character the district has to offer. After all, it won't be long before things start to look different. <laughs>